Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show all about podcasting from launching our show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com joined by Matthew. How are you getting on Matthew? Very well thanks Colin. Last time we recorded I was moaning about burst tea bags. Uh, that's <laughs> yesterday's problem. I poured myself a nice coffee so um no coffee nice. bag in there to burst. So No you just I, get moaned at about coffee grounds messing up the sink and all that kind of stuff yeah. I do remember. Do you remember Kyle that worked for us like four or five years ago? Nice guy, oh, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, he was yeah, into yeah. like the music industry and that. So he came Aye. and done some work with us. And I was sitting yeah. in the office one day. I think you were out for your lunch, you know, those three hour lunches that you take. Um, <laughs> and I, I just became Can't aware deny. from the kitchen of like constant stirring. Yeah. And after like, you know, when something you, you just pick up on it. And I went through and I said to Kyle, like, what, what are you doing? He says, I'm making a coffee. He was stirring um, instant, yeah, ground coffee, sorry. He was stirring ground coffee into his cup. And it wouldn't dissolve, <laughs> obviously, because it doesn't. Because um, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, so I said to him, you, you, you can't stir that. Like, you need, like to put that. It in the, you need to put it in the cafetiere. So, um, cafetiere, I, I know, I like to think he learned a wee lesson working for us, you know. Oh, yeah, um, that's the one thing he learned. Yeah, what did you take away from working with you guys? So, makes you sell a nice coffee now. But he'd still have been there yet, stirring that coffee, poor guy. Indeed. So, shout out to Kyle if he's listening. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so, so Kyle learned that from us. Uh, what are people going to learn from us today on Podcraft? That's actually relevant to the show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Back <laughs> on topic. Yeah, so we've got a great uh, wee voice clip from Karen from Bank Talk Podcast, and uh, well, she explains a question better than I can. So, we just go ahead and play it. Go for it. Fire away. Our podcast features chats with bank and credit union executives and industry thought leaders on relevant banking industry topics. So we have a great podcast that we started in September of 2020, and we have just hit over 5,500 downloads. We are now at a point where we would like to start getting a little bit deeper into analytics and really learning more about how long people are listening. We are on the Buzzsprout platform and really enjoy the integration that we currently have, but we are really struggling to decide on how we want to go about with an advertising program, as well as getting those really important analytics of where people are listening, how long they're listening, and all the details that would help us know a little bit more about our listeners. So we are looking for resources in the advertising and sponsorship area as to if we should do this ourselves or if we should go to a website like Podcorn that would handle the sponsorships for us. And we are looking to find out what analytics tool we can use to compare our podcast against other podcasts that are similar in our very small niche industry. Cool, there we go. Um, so I, she's um, asking a few different things here, I reckon. You know, we've got a bit on growth, we've got a bit on, I think, gathering data that you could maybe present to um, advertisers and sponsors and that as well. So there's a, a couple of wee uh, Facets, is that a word to this? Facets, yes, indeed. Well done. Is that your toilet, uh, your word of the day toilet paper, Matthew? It's because I've been on the cafeteria and now I've got a good vocabulary. 
<laughs> yeah, facets. One of those facets, certainly. Go on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, let's start on the let's start on the sort of analytics stuff. Yeah, like, how do, cool. we, yep. how do we? How do we? How do we analyze our podcast? How do we see what's working? How do we see when listeners are listening? Um, and as we've talked about on the show in the past, it's it's unfortunately not as straightforward as for example like if you're on a youtube channel everyone watches on youtube they're the one company they have all the data they could tell you exactly what's going on but as we know with podcasting listening's taking place on you know hundreds of different apps and they don't all share the data with each other so although it's not possible to to get comprehensive data you know presented to you of everything all in one place you can look at like the two well the two biggest places podcasts are consumed apple podcasts and spotify so you've got your apple podcasts connect dashboard and you've got your spotify dashboard Um, the spotify dashboard came later but it's, it's very similar to the apple one and these are obviously samples of your podcast data they're not the whole picture but i think they're big enough samples for most podcasts that you could get an idea of what's going on so yeah, I, I like sure. I like to dip into these now and then and just see on various podcasts, you know, what are the what are the segments on the show that you see that flat line because you've engaged the listener. And then yeah. what are we talking about? You know, maybe cafetiers and coffee and stuff. We see that drop <laughs> in our uh, listeners, you know, or maybe yeah. they've hit 30 seconds forward skip or that. Yeah. So you, yeah. you, you kind of start to build a picture, don't you, of, of what's been enjoyed and what's been yeah. skipped over. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's if if you if you're out there listening, and you haven't looked at this before. The the Apple Podcast one certainly I spend a bit of time in every now and again, and it's just a graph of engagement, isn't it, Matthew? It's like you see it start high. Most people keep listening to the start, but then it'll start to drop off. But you see jump ups as people kind of skip forward and listen to certain parts, and you can get a sense of the popular elements of the show. And then you can get a sense of the parts that switch people off and they actually just stop listening. <laughs> so yeah, it's really useful. I find, I mean, it's, it is kind of funny. Like I, the, the people were kind of gagging for this info back in the day, weren't they, Matthew? Like, do you remember the days when there was absolutely no listening data at all? All you could do was know somebody had started to download your podcast mm-hmm. and that was about it. <laughs> like that was the only data you had and then apple podcast connect came out with this this listener data and basically everyone was so excited about it initially and then they were like oh, oh no i hate this because it tells me that everyone only listens to the first five minutes of my two-hour show yeah um and then actually lots of people did kind of look at it and use it a little bit but then not many people actually changed things based on it i think but it is something that you can really put into action. And similar with the Spotify one too, isn't it? I mean, I don't spend as much time in the Spotify one. Is that, It's the same approach though, isn't it, Matthew? Is that right? Yeah, with the added bonus that you get to see, um, you get to see the musicians that your audience listen to as well. So <laughs> Scottish podcast fans, big fans of Taylor Swift. Um, oh, nice. Or is that nice. just me? <laughs> just doing the test listening. Wow. I'm also listening to her back catalogue. How long so. with a bit of uh, T-Swift, man? Yeah. So I think th- th- those those platforms are good uh, for a sample. Bear in mind, it's not yeah. the whole picture, but I think it's it's probably pretty accurate, especially if you marry the two up and, and you know, you've got yeah. similar numbers on both. You could... Um, totally. It gives you the trend, doesn't it? Like, you, I mean, what does that cover these days? Last time I looked at the stats, I think it was something like 29, 30% for each of them. Mm. So it's like, maybe that's like 60%. So you're close to, a thir- uh, to two thirds of all your listeners, if you look at both of those platforms. So it's a pretty good feedback, to be honest. Um, is it worth, do any of the other platforms have any data really worth looking into on that front? Or do you think they're the only ones for now? 
I suppose it would depend, like, you'll know, um, via Buzzsprout, you'll know, like, your third and fourth top listening apps. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, could, it could be anything, you know, it depends. So you could um, yeah. you could have a look and see if they give you any data as well. But I think it's rare. I think it's rare to get the data, yeah, um, unless yeah, it's a third yeah. party sort of tracking stuff. <clears throat> so Yeah, I mean, Ka- Karen says um, a few different things there she's interested in. She says uh, how long they're listening, which is the Podcast Connect, the Spotify one. But she also mentions where people are listening. Um and all the details that would help us. Yeah, so she just wants to know a little bit more about her listeners. I suppose, yeah, it's interesting that as well. Like often people in their podcast hosting stats, they're desperate to see the, you know, the places that they're listened to and the devices they're listened on and all that kind of stuff. And I always find the the places one, it could have an effect on what you do. You might want to localize some some information if, you know, if you see that it turns out a third of your listeners are in Australia rather than the US or something like that, maybe you want to localise it a little bit. Not sure, but um, I think a lot of that data, it's kind of cool to have it, but I don't know how much action people take from it. And I, I often think people could do a lot better by ignoring their stats a lot more and just spending more time that time instead on thinking about new content ideas and thinking about how to improve the format of their show and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I don't yeah, know. And, and likewise as well, I think if we're looking at, and part of this question is if we're looking at gathering data to present to some sort of, well, to either an advertiser or some sort of third party company, yeah. Um, they're the ones that I'm not saying there's not a place for these companies and I don't know a massive amount about them but in my experience they're maybe valuable for podcasts doing tens of thousands of downloads and they just want to you know run some ads and they they want to do it at arm's length they just want to be set up with stuff and and told what to do Um, for most podcasters including ourselves you know your, your numbers are a lot more typical as are yours Karen so I think it's really about, you know, if you do want to go down the sponsorship and ad route, it's it's maybe about finding that relationship yourself. So when we're looking at analytics, it's maybe a bit of DIY, DIY work here. A um, couple of options on that front. A listener survey is a, a really good way yeah. to, to get from the horse's mouth that sort of listening yeah, feedback, isn't sure. it? Yeah, definitely. You can't beat a listener survey for um, data to give to sponsors, actually. Like if you, I mean, say you're, you do a running uh, podcast and you want to try and get some sponsorship from a running shop. Like if you do a survey and you find out the types of brands that your listeners buy, how often they buy shoes, how much they spend on shoes, where they go running, where they're based, all that kind of stuff, that kind of data, like your potential sponsors will absolutely love you. Um, Because even if you only have like 500 listeners, let's say, uh, so you might not get a, a decent like amount of money out of a standard CPM rate. If you can show that your listeners on average buy three pairs of shoes per year and they spend $200 per pair of shoes, you show that you've got some serious runners and some serious buyers in your audience. And that's like, that's gold dust for sponsors to see that kind of data. Um, so that's, yeah, really, really handy. And even things like um, if, if, you know, if you're interested, like we've talked in the show in the past about you can do the, the pre-roll ad, you could do the mid-roll or you could do the post-roll. Yeah. If you want to test the effectiveness of these ads right away, pick something either your own product or service or just do a live event or do something, you know, do a little fun competition or a CTA 
and um, experiment with like do it as a post roll, a mid roll, a, a, a pre roll, um, yeah. and just use a, a simple plugin like Pretty Link or something to track the clicks, yeah. uh, track yeah. the engagement on it, and just because yeah. those stats, you know, you, you can pay somebody to compare your show to other shows all day long, but nothing beats that first hand data of this is exactly what yeah. this podcast yeah. audience does. You know, totally. no, nothing could be substituted for that. Yeah, here's some recent ads we ran. Here's some recent campaigns we ran. And here's the data on it. Like if, if you can offer that to a sponsor, you are way ahead of nearly any podcast out there. Like we, we ask for that data quite often when we are trying to sponsor a show. Because um, it's really important. You want to know if you put a grand into sponsoring a podcast, you want to know what kind of return you're likely to get on it. So knowing how many people clicked on that affiliate ad that you did in your last episode um, is brilliant. It's really, really useful. So yeah, Pretty Link's always a good one, isn't it, Matthew? Great one for tracking the numbers. Do you um, think as well, like, um, I, I mean, a lot of podcasters just assume that like running ads is the the progression into monetization but obviously yeah. like it's, it's, it's i mean it's true for some people but it shouldn't be taken as like this is just what you do as a norm should it no not at all not at all um yeah i mean we we don't want to turn into this into a monetization answer but i mean my, my favorite is like it's products and services like if you have a product or a service that you can sell, you can have 100 listeners, but you sell 50 of those a really good quality recurring product subscription or a service subscription, and suddenly you've got a really good income. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, Karen's one here, like bank talk. So she's talking to executives and, and people that work in banking and everything. So she might have a target where she has a service she wants to offer them or some consultancy or something like that. And yeah, that's like that's the much better monetization method than sponsorship, really, um, because she can sponsor herself essentially. This episode is sponsored by my product, which you should <laughs> buy from me because you know and trust me, and I don't have to recommend it elsewhere. I'm loving um, the new Alitu ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's Alitu. Oh, by the way, buy Alitu, our product. Um, yeah. So, I absolutely. It's good. It's a good thing to cover. Yeah, for sure. Like if she can put in her own products and services, then maybe that's way more valuable than going to sponsorship route what sorry matthew one thing just before we move on i think let's talk about the sponsorship side of things a wee bit more next but um because she asked about the third party platforms type of stuff um the listener survey just a quick one on that she mentioned it as well at the end of her question around you know growing it to over ten thousand downloads this year the listener survey the extra benefit of that as well is and it ties into the the desire for those analytics to know like how long people are listening what they're listening that survey needs to know needs to find out what did they like what did they like and not like because that's how she's going to grow that's how you're going to grow karen like if you want to know how to grow that show if you want to know how to get gather more sponsors, gather more listeners, um, all of that growth, that kind of growth cycle as a result, find out in that survey, like what people like, what they want to hear more of, what they want to hear less of, what was their favorite episode of the last 10? What was their least favorite? How could you add extra segments to the show that increase engagement, increase loyalty, increase word of mouth about that show um, and really start that kind of growth cycle? So yeah, I, I mean, the listener survey definitely is kind of the that you mentioned it there, Matthew, the DIY way, but it has all sorts of extra benefits too, I think, when it relates to Karen's question here. But yeah, what do you think? What, have you used like the likes of Podcorn, like she mentioned, or anything similar? No, not at all. No, because I'm I'm just again, I, I know that there's a role for these third party companies, yeah. but um, yeah. I I just think for for the normal podcaster, if you like, they 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 don't have enough value, or there's more value available elsewhere. But one tool I would um, suggest, just for 
you know, doing a bit of research and a bit of curiosity, if you like, is uh, Rephonic. That's R-E-P-H-O-N-I-C. They've got a couple of really cool tools. Um, So you punch your podcast in there and it like brings up this really cool diagram of like other podcasts that your listeners subscribe to. So Mm -hmm. if you just want to do a bit of market research, if you like, you know, see Mm -hmm. what else is out there in your niche, um, see how they're doing. You could get a rough gauge if you look at like ratings and reviews on on Apple um, and, you know, number of episodes and you could have a wee listen, you know, you could see who's advertising on their shows um, because, you know, advertisers are generally open to to doing ads on more than one show as well. So I would recommend uh, Rephonic. They have another what was the other really cool thing they did? They did a, like, listeners also subscribe to, and they've got another tool that I really like as well. But Rephonic, oh, Rephonic.com, sure. yeah. I'm sure it is. I'll put a link in yeah. the show notes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, w- cool. I would recommend that just for um, doing a wee bit of digging around. Yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah. I, I'll, the only thing I'll mention around um, Podcorn and the like, I've looked into into a lot of them, and... I agree. I think they're probably not the best solution for smaller podcasters, like especially when you're at your stage, Karen, where it's in the kind of less than a thousand downloads an episode. These tend to start working well once you're into the thousands, like once you're into a thousand, two thousand, probably even more like three or five thousand um, per episode range. Pretty much all sponsorship platforms um sponsorship uh, agencies, networks, that kind of thing, they start being interested in shows when they hit that few thousand per episode download mark. So certainly there are some outliers there. There's some platforms out there that work with smaller podcasters and, and some platforms that are almost just like social networking for podcasting, as in they connect you with potential sponsors or potential deals. Um, Yeah. So there's a few out there like that, but um, I don't know the the social networking side. I think like it's kind of a connection thing. It just helps you find and start the conversation, but it doesn't really manage any of the process at all. But if you're with Podcorn, for example, and you're a proper sized brand, like you're a company that's going to invest a fair bit of money into it, then they do manage a lot more of it. So that's where the value comes in. I think if you're a, a brand investing a fair bit of money, or you're a podcaster with a, a reasonably large audience, I would suggest at least. Cool. Thanks very much for sending that in, Karen. Uh, Bank Talk Podcast as well as the show, if you're, if you're interested in checking it out. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Karen. Uh, and yeah, if you're out there with another question um, for us, send it in to, is it thepodcasthost.com forward slash, Matthew? It is answers, isn't it? It's answers. answers. com forward slash answers. And I'll just mention our own tool, Alitu, as well. Um, if you're out there trying to make these podcasts and try to make them as easy as you possibly can, Alitu is the way to make them in the easiest way possible. We made it basically to, you know, suit any kind of podcaster. Um, so that you can put it together, you can record, you can do call recording in there, you can record your solo segments, you can do your editing, uh, take out all your mistakes with only the tools you need as a podcaster. Um, and then our episode builder helps you put together your music, your fades, all of the different point, um, all of the different segments and ads. We've been talking about sponsorship. If you have sponsors, you can use the solo recorder to record uh, your sponsorship slot straight into the Altio library. And then for every episode from then on, you can just drop it in there 
into the episode really simply with the drag and drop interface we've got in there. Uh, and we've also got hosting in there now as well. Beta test of hosting running right now will be public um, in the very near future. So that's it. Go and see alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com, seven-day free trial. Yeah, I often joke that Alitu will uh, literally make you a cup of coffee, but I'd like to think that it would use instant rather than ground coffee <laughs> when it was stirring the old cup. It, it surely would, <laughs> wouldn't it? It's a clever wait little a minute, robot. Wait a minute, no, no. Alitu uses like proper rep, pour over, top quality, artisanal coffee, all the way. All Jamaican the way. Blue Mountain. That's instant nonsense. That we used to buy out the, the wee shop in Dundee. Oh, yeah, yeah. In our, our, our cafetier days. Yeah, indeed. Our French press days. <laughs> God, we sound no, like thanks. a big company, don't we? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what, because we use a cafetier? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, proper companies have got coffee machines, none of this manual nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, it was good fun, Matthew. Thanks very much. Thank you. And thank you out there for listening. Thank you, Karen, for your question. Thank you, everyone else, for listening. Hope you got someone out of that yourselves. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.